0: Welcome to the Warrior to Warrior podcast, stories and skills to help you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be. Hello, friends, and thank you so much for being here. Last week, I was talking a lot about honoring our cycles of energy and how very naturally sometimes we feel lower and sometimes we feel great. And I was coming to you at the tail end of a week or two of feeling quite a bit of stagnation in mind and body. And of course, I can come up with a lot of reasons why that was. We love to do that. Our brains love to tell us stories about why we feel the way we do and make us good or bad or right or wrong for those feelings. But one thing I know is that I had allowed myself a pretty slow week. And that was intentional. I wanted to have some time off before heading back into some projects, thinking that would be a good idea. And sometimes that is a great idea. But what I know about myself and what I've learned when it comes to managing anxiety and just anxiety relief in general, is that a lot of us do better when we have some sort of structure and schedule in place for ourselves. Nothing rigid, but something that we can rest into. It's a way that we can manage our precious energy. So if we head into a day where we know what's coming, then we don't have to place additional energy into motivate ourselves to embark on a task that we have not scheduled for ourselves. So for me, scheduling is one way that I save some of my energy and I allow myself to flow within that schedule. So this week, I have a lot more purpose at play. And I also know this, and I think a lot of you can resonate with me as well. When we are working, even if it's work and it is taxing our energy, if it is in line and purposeful, if it is a part of our why, you know, the reason that we get up in the morning, something that we're very inspired by, then it takes less of our energy. And for me, that revolved around my first live class. So I taught my first in real life yoga class this morning. I found this very beautiful and expansive, covered outdoor venue in my community and um, organized a class that will be ongoing once a week. And that's something that no matter where I move, no matter how much I also adore online community and love that that is an option for myself because that has really heightened my own home practice. But that's something that I'm always going to keep in my life just because it feels like a passion. It's incredibly inspiring and it seems to add to my energy and it was a great reminder as well it was a reminder of movement as a form of stress reduction again i think we all intuitively know that we can feel better after we go for a walk that if we're feeling angry if we're having a conflict if we're feeling lonely going for a walk can help us feel better and there's a lot of science around that as well um, a lot of brain science around that as well. There's something that happens with our eye movement that just turns down the stress response so we're able to see things more clearly and offer ourselves larger perspectives. So teaching this class this morning, it was just such a, a beautiful experience of a group of people coming together, not knowing one another, and how that feels. You know, the, n- and not knowing what's necessarily going to happen. All of these people were new to me because this is a new community for me. So there is the reticence to communicate. You know, there's a little bit of nervousness in the air. You can feel that vata energy, as I would say, from an Ayurvedic standpoint. So a little bit more jittery and scattered, not so grounded. And then the yoga therapy model is a little bit different than how I would guide a class pre-yoga therapy. And that is that first we want to make sure that we are freeing and warming the joints of our body. So we want to make sure that our joints are prepared for any load that we're going to place on them. And then we would move through some strengthening movements if that's appropriate. Everything that we say as teachers is, of course, always just a suggestion. And then we move into stretching. So there is also a specific way of moving that can be more intentional around stress reduction, around feeling a little bit more grounded. And so this practice was led in that way. And it is validating and beautiful how you can feel. And witness a group move from maybe self-consciousness more into, I don't know, like connection with self. How you can feel a more centered quality. You can experience breath becoming more regulated and That is an enormous part of the yoga practice in itself, whether you practice for therapeutic reasons or not. Once we start to move, that does regulate our breath, and then that in turn will regulate the mind, which is why it's often not helpful to say to somebody who's anxious or experiencing a panic attack to just breathe, Um, we need to move first in order to regulate that part of ourselves. So it was, it was just wonderful to be able to experience that in person again. And yeah, I feel like it added to my energy and I feel on a high. And even when I was categorizing myself as feeling more on the lower end of the spectrum when I spoke to you last, there's that knowing that hopefully we we all can have and remember, which is that even when we feel low, we know that we will one day again smile because we've always shown ourselves that we will. And it makes me think of that HALT, H-A-L-T, uh, something to think about when you're feeling low, not to make big decisions or have huge conversations when you're feeling hungry. So that's the H, angry, that's the A, lonely, or tired. And I think that that should also go for, that should also relate to when we catch ourselves telling ourselves Unkind stories about us to us, <laughs> we should um, think about that as well and ask ourselves, you know, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Or am I tired? And it, can I take care of myself in any of those categories, especially if I find myself telling myself unkind stories about me to me? And I was thinking about that. The last couple of weeks as well because a lot of those things were true and so can we simply be practical and tend to what is needed rather than waste any more energy in the story which may not be true it may be a habitual thought that we have about ourselves based on beliefs we may carry around resting i talked about that last week a little bit as well. I know that I have some internal beliefs that being non-productive equals being lazy. But what I know now is that we only help ourselves and we restore our energy so that we can experience perhaps a more motivated cycle if that serves us by incorporating rest into our day-to-day and not waiting until we're exhausted. And so we find ourselves also, well, for me, in the last couple of days of something that I created and offered to you to join me in, which is the 21 day rejuvenation challenge, 21 days of rejuvenation. And I challenge myself to practice a 20 to 30 minute yoga nidra meditation, which has been shown to help us with sleep, to help us with stress with emotional reactivity. It's incredibly healing. Our body is having the experience of sleep while the mind rests. This is a powerful, powerful practice. And I'm not going to say that I did this every day, but I did it almost every day, way more than I have before because I was really holding myself accountable because I know many of you are taking this challenge with me. And of course, the reason that we prescribe these practices is because they work. So I know that another reason that I'm feeling a lot more energetic and in a sustainable way this week, less high highs and low lows. Like I'm just feeling that my energy feels more sustainable because I have been making it a priority to take time to rest. Because 20 to 30 minutes... Whether you're napping, whether you are going to practice a meditation or go for a walk, that's nothing. That kind of time can disappear in an instant. You know, it's, it's one Netflix show, a short one, and, and it can disappear if you're at all interested in scrolling, that time can be gone in a snap. So claiming that time before exhaustion sets in can be a wonderful thing to schedule into your day. And then it takes less energy to force ourselves to make that choice if we have scheduled it. And I've been talking about that in this new iteration of this podcast, how uh, later afternoon has been working for me. So I'm recording this the day before it will be released. Uh, It'll be released on a Thursday. I'm recording this later in the afternoon. And immediately after this recording is going to be time for my yoga nidra. And the 21st day is this Saturday. And then I just wanna let you know about the other thing that's coming up on Saturday. So that is the second day of October, a brand new month because I am stepping back into my purpose. And that is I'm gonna be offering a free online class on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific an hour-long class, and it's going to be therapeutic yoga for the fall season. When we are crafting our movements, it is helpful to look at what's going on seasonally, to look at what's going on in nature, and allow our movements to be more in balance with what's going on, or use them to balance us with what's going on. So for instance, if you live in a place that has been raining for days and days and weeks and weeks, then maybe you may wanna move a little bit more vigorously and create a little bit more heat. If you live somewhere that is incredibly hot all the time, maybe you want to have more fluidity and cooling grounding elements in your practice. Fall can be a time for those of us who feel prone to nervousness, worry, anxiousness, we feel a little bit more scattered, we feel a little bit more distracted, For some of us, depending on our constitution, that can become exacerbated at this time of year. And so I wanted to offer just a free class that um, suggested some therapeutic skills that we can use in our movement practices to help us feel a little bit more grounded and intentional. Because again, this is all about being able to use our energy for where it counts, for what's important to us. I've been thinking about this because I heard from some of you who are struggling right now, and I created a little bit of a post that talked about how it's not just a luxury for those of us who feel as though we're struggling with anxiety. It's not just a luxury for us to tend to a more peaceful inner landscape, it's essential. Because when we are in the midst of struggling with obsessional thoughts, intrusive thoughts, panic attacks, attacks of anxiety, feelings of worry, managing that takes over our entire life. There's no expanding of our life beyond just the management of this state of being. So it is so important to get to the root of that for us, which can be different for everybody, and then find what works for us. I I can remember back in the days when I was very locked in a state of anxiousness, how much energy it took because it wasn't just a day that I was living. It was thinking ahead into that day and worrying about, is that going to be the place where I have my next panic attack? Will it be on the subway on the way to work? Will it be in the staff meeting? Will it be on the air? Will it be in the coffee shop? Will it be out to lunch with that friend? Will it be on the subway on the way home? What time will it be? Will it be dark then? Will I be alone when I get home? And that just never stopped all day long. There was no presence, which I now know is just the key. To allowing ourselves to settle on a very deep level, being able to settle with what is right here, right now. There's no right here, right now when you're jumping ahead into what ifs constantly. And that's usually when a therapist or somebody like me will hear from someone who has experienced anxiety when it's at that swirling point of the cycle where there's no more energy left for anything else because that takes so much energy, the rulemaking and the guarding yourself from this inevitable, terrifying experience that our bodies feel. It takes over and life gets smaller and smaller and things that used to feel easy and that we took for granted feel hard and they feel like they take all of our energy in order to do And so the question is always, what should I do? How can I help myself? And it's such an individual question and it's not a one size fits all. And there's still so much unknown about the reasons for anxiety. It can range from everything from being sort of chronically dehydrated to dietary choices, to lack of sleep, too much alcohol to even patterns that we had in childhood. I recently just heard that kids who experience more separation anxiety are more prone to have panic attacks as they grow older. And from personal experience and different avenues of my life, I can say that I have seen that to be true. So, just interesting, you know? And again, not better or worse. My hope is that with these increased conversations about anxiety disorders and panic attacks, that there's going to be less of, well, I'm broken because of this, or I'm a freak because of this. I can't tell anybody about the reality of my mind or what I'm afraid of or what I'm afraid of right now and basically all the time while I'm having this conversation with you because it's not about being weird or bad or different. It is simply just being human and there is a spectrum. And some of us worry less and some of us worry more. And the acceptance that this is the way our brain is working right now, this is the way our systems of our bodies are responding right now The acceptance of that is really key. And then from that place, we can find the tools that work for us. But in many, many cases, simply moving before you waste any more energy, thinking that you are bad or wrong, can often bring you into a much better place so that then you have the energy to find perhaps more skills and concepts that will help you and move you from living your life in fear to really creating a lot more meaning around your life. You know, everybody can benefit from the skills that help us feel less anxious. And so I often think, wow, you know, what a gift that I was honestly forced, forced to find a better way. Because these practices help me in so many ways. As soon as you learn that movement is medicine, as soon as you learn the way of the mind that we don't have to believe the things that we think, I mean, it's, it's a game changer. We can all experience better lives by practicing those techniques. So I'm going to offer a few of those skills on Saturday morning. You can absolutely join me for free the information of how to do that is on my website lisadumasyoga.com just head to practice with me and then go to events and you can always reach out if you have questions about that and in fact that's where i'm going to be taking this show i've been receiving a lot of comments and questions from you and In the past version of this show where i was co-hosting the episodes with my dear friend amy who will definitely be back to give us an update including the birth of a new grandchild but when amy and i were hosting it together you know we were so fortunate to invite many of the people that have helped to change my life and a lot of the teachers that are important to me on the show and we've offered really beautiful discussions, but I'm interested in answering your questions and talking about your experience that you might be having with worry and anxiousness. And if you define yourself as somebody who is um, suffering and battling with anxiety, I would love to continue to hear from you anonymously and take your questions and be able to speak to those. And if I don't have the answers, then I can head to the resources that I have and get some comments and get some insights for you. Because that's what I'm doing in my life is I'm spending my days talking to people who want to find some answers and want to find some freedom from feeling anxious in their bodies and minds. And I'd love to continue some of those conversations here. And I wanna do that because again, when I was struggling, I didn't really know where to turn. There's so many more resources now. And again, I'm so glad because an anxiety disorder is I think the number one mental health issue that adults struggle with in the US and Canada. And again, Think of all of that potential there, all of these people who are putting so much of their energy into making rules for themselves and trying to protect themselves from fear. And if that could be healed, and if that could be managed, then where could all of that energy go? And that's a really beautiful question to ask yourself. We all have our obsessional thoughts, thoughts about body and look, and food and weight, purpose. We all have our internal dialogue that takes up a lot of space. And if you know that you have that one particular soundtrack, you're going to ask yourself, wow, where would I be placing some of this brain power, some of this energy, if I could free that space? If I was free of that particular flavor of inner dialogue what could i think about instead that could help me to live my purpose that could help me to direct my energy into where i choose because it doesn't really seem like there's a choice when we're in self-protective mode when we're in fear mode when we're in our fight or flight or freeze or fawn response So that's a question for you and an offering to think about tomorrow, to think about next week, to think about your energy levels and maybe create some easeful structure for yourself so that you conserve the energy that it takes to make choices on the fly. And you know when you've carved out time for yourself and you take that time. As a gift to restore your energy, especially if productivity is important to you, especially if like me, you're trying to question this thought that stillness can mean laziness, especially if you're confronting that, you know, practically, that rest is only going to support you and support everybody else that you're there for in your life. So I invite you to please reach out to me and I don't have to say your name or reveal your identity and you don't have to do that for me either. But if you have questions or if you'd like to share your experience and get some insight or feedback from me who experienced so many aspects of disordered anxiety and chronic panic attacks for about 15 years, including not being able to drive a car by myself. Um, If any of that resonates with you, and if you'd like me to speak on that um, and just speak into your experience and offer some support and some resources, I would be more than honored to do that here. You can, if you're into Instagram, you can private message me at lisa dumas yoga therapy or you can send me an email at lisa at lisa dumas yoga and that last name is d-u-m-a-s lisa at lisa dumas yoga dot com i would love to hear from you and continue some of the discussions that i have with you over email here So thank you again for being here. I hope that I will be able to meet some of you and see some familiar faces Saturday morning, yoga therapy skills for the fall season. And I hope that you honor your energy, not because you're bad if you don't and you're good if you do. And I hope that you'll be able to honor your energy levels in the coming hours and days without making yourself bad for doing so. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Warrior to Warrior podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to give this podcast a five-star review. You can do that in the Apple podcast app. It helps other people to find the show. Thank you so much.